I'm Robert Coleman, and this is the River Daughter Soundwalk. In each of these three episodes, I'll bring you along a different stretch of the River Daughter, as it meanders from its source and through South Dublin, taking in its history, wildlife, and its many sounds. This includes specially made soundscape compositions, blending music and field recordings, which I've done all along the river. This week we'll be following the daughter from the Balrothery Weir in Furhouse, as far as Bushy Park in Rathfarnham. Just after the Balrothery Weir and the M50 roundabout was the Bella Vista Mill. Today its elegant engine house, a high brick structure with tall windows, is a conspicuous landmark which can still be seen. Accessed from the Taller Road at the turn of the Spawell Cottages, it is hidden from our view on the far side of the bank as we walk the river. In about 1836, these mills were held by Joseph MacDonnell, whose brother owned the paper mill at Sagart. Joseph MacDonnell installed the steam engine at Bella Vista to supplement the water supply. The mill ceased production in about 1876. The sonic environment of the river has changed over its many thousands of years of existence. In recent times, mass transport has transformed its character. In 1888, the Terenure to Blessington Tramway was opened and would have been heard passing by the river's banks in Temple Oak, eventually extending all the way up to Pulafuca in Wicklow. Today, the sound of the car is never far from the river daughter. This sound has become entangled in its wild space, particularly closer to the city. Yet since the middle of the 20th century, efforts have been made to protect the daughter's special natural environment. With a focus on recreation, initiatives have sought to conserve the habitats where you'll find a hugely diverse plant and animal life. They have perhaps brought a sense of calm to the sonic environment, away from the thrum of passing traffic. One of the earliest efforts of this was a report by the Dublin Corporation. It was led by the famous British urban planner Sir Patrick Abercrombie. It proposed strips of parkland along both the Dodder and the River Tolka on Dublin's north side. The report also called for the construction of pedestrian footbridges for access to riverside walks. These were to be built on open, green land along the river. This vision of the Dodder is still being developed today with the Dodder Greenway route. Now under construction, the plans envisage a continuous 17-kilometre path from Sir John Rogerson's Quay in the city all the way to the Bohernabrina Reservoir. This includes many new bridges, some of which you may have crossed for pedestrians and cyclists. It gives us greater access to the river and provides much-needed alternatives to car travel.
Let's take a moment to listen deeply to the river. Notice how in this particular spot it creates a deep throbbing sound as the water laps over the rocks. Using an audio effect called equalization, we can emphasize these lower frequencies and indulge in this sound. As with the tramway and the private car, electrification was another technological advancement in Ireland in the early and middle parts of the 20th century. This effectively ended the role of water-driven mills across the country. A water-driven mill could usually handle half a tonne of grain per hour, while the new electric mills could handle six. Unsurprisingly, water-driven mills disappeared from rivers across Ireland including on the daughter. Sometimes a sound can suggest what it is not. Would you be surprised to realise that what you are listening to is the sound of rain falling on an umbrella?
And not only did the industry change, but so too did the related ways of life. The kiln, a large oven used to fire ceramics, make bricks and dry crops, was for many generations a symbol of connection. It was used to prepare corn for grinding, but also where a fire burned 24 hours a day. It was the hub of the community, where people would meet in the evening to discuss local matters and find out from travelling journeymen what was happening in the rest of the world. The species which has flourished along the daughter's greening banks is the long-legged and imposing heron. It is usually seen standing still, like a statue, waiting for unsuspecting fish. Many nest in groups of trees some way back from the riverbank of the daughter, and they have adapted remarkably well to suburban life here. Their full name is the grey heron. They are often confused with the crane, which was once common in Ireland before roads were built and swamps were drained. In the evening, you may hear the heron's call, as if announcing its flight home along the river. As well as bridging water, we can also imagine bridges to other planes of listening. Using an ultrasonic microphone, we can listen to the calls of echo-locating bats. These sounds are in a frequency range far beyond humans' range of hearing. But with this technology, we can access their world of perception and hear the sounds they make as they hunt for insects. These bats were recorded around the bridge which spans the river by the Sparwell roundabout at dusk. We're now passing under this bridge and continuing in the direction of Temple Oak Village and the Austin Clark Bridge.
bats are also known to hang around until dawn, where their calls overlap with the sounds of the awakening birds, as can be heard here. Now we have reached the Austin Clark Bridge at Temple Oak, which crosses the Dodder. The Austin Clark Bridge was named after the famous poet who spent 40 years of his life at the bridge house in the village. The bridge itself was opened in 1984, 10 years after Clark's death, replacing a much older structure. Clark was a leading poet and journalist, part of the generation after W.B. Yeats. He wrote in English, but borrowed from the Irish language in technique and style. In his long lifetime, Clark charted the successes and failures of the newly independent Irish state. His local river figured as a means of exploring this. Indeed, in his poem, The Last Ditch, he worries about the claims of nature in a time of development. He writes, Was it an engineer? Busy over a plan to bring the city nearer, who tore up aquatic plants with fountain pen. We're coming to the end of the second episode of our River Daughter Soundwalk. We're now passing through Temple Oak Village and by the Morgue Pub, named after its historical function of looking after victims of accidents on the tramway. Further along, we're passing Hollingsworth Cycles and then heading downhill back towards the Dodder. At the bridge by Ratfarnham Shopping Centre, we're going to rejoin the river. Here we see the first little gateway into Bushy Park, and this is where we'll resume our sound walk for our next episode. Thank you for joining us this far.